The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Hello, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. You can do it on the phone, in person, or via Zoom. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets and want a free retirement review, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can also send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just send us an email and say you'd like a free retirement review, and we'll get you on the calendar. So Morgan Housel, one of my favorite financial writers, uh, he, Josh is going to like this. I know you've heard some version of this in, in the past, but it's really good. Uh, and you can go Morgan Housel as a website. Housel is uh, spelled H-O-U-S-E-L. Uh, he wrote, Will Smith wrote, wrote in his biography, Becoming famous is amazing. Being famous is a mixed bag. Losing fame is miserable. The amount of fame almost doesn't matter. It's to tr the trajectory that people cling to. The same is with money. I think... For a lot of people, the process of becoming wealthier feels better than having wealth. If it's wealth we were after, most of us would feel great because most of us are unfathomably wealthier than we were a generation or two ago or even 10 years ago. What feels great is being on an upward path. That's when the dopamine takes over. That's when you can extrapolate it and assume it goes on forever and compare yourself to where you were before and feel like nothing can stop you. When that path declines, even if it happens when you have a level of wealth you couldn't fathom a few years ago, the whole sensation gets shattered. U.S. household, US household net worth is $80 trillion higher than today than it was 10 years ago, which is an astounding number. But it's about $700 billion lower than it was three months ago, which is really, in retrospect, nothing. Yet one of those figures creates 10 times the headlines, 10 times the attention, 10 times the emotion, and 10 times the introspective. It has nothing to do with the level of wealth and everything to do with the trajectory. So people are anchored on their portfolio value on January 3rd. Everything from there is a, is a loss, right? But maybe we shouldn't have even gotten to the level we were on January 3rd. The problem is that an occasional downward path is inevitable in investing. The reason markets can go up a lot in the long run is because they make you pay the cost of admission of going down a lot in the short run. An addiction to the process of making money is a version of never having enough and never being satiated. It's a game that can't be won but offers the illusion of a finish line right around the corner. Money buys happiness in the same way drugs bring pleasure. <laughs> Incredible if it's done right, danger if it's used, dangerous if it's used to mask a weakness, and disastrous when no amount is never enough. And so, you know, we talk about this a lot because investing successfully has a lot to do with psychology and, and making sure your emotions are in check. And, you know, what I just described, I mean, in 10 years, the, the household net worth of the U.S. has increased by $80 trillion. We're down $700 billion. It's a drop in the bucket. But the $80 trillion headline goes away. The $700 billion is all that anybody want to talk, wants to talk about. But on a relative basis, it's nothing. And, and we should be focused on the $80 trillion that has increased, not the $700 billion that's decreased. But again, people, it's that it's the trajectory that people get focused on and the dopamine that, that you know, people opening their statements are going online and seeing a higher account value. And now that that has been shattered, it's it's twice as painful as the pleasure of it going up. And so that's I, I read that as to, to help you give you perspective into the human brain. And also, like, think about history. History is a great guide. As Mark Twain famously said, 
history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And so history, looking and studying history, you know, the great investors, that's what they do because it gives you a great roadmap for the future. Okay. Morgan, Morgan Housel is uh, obviously wise beyond his young years. And I think, you know, I talked about it a lot when you were gone, but the idea that sentiment is now worse than it's been in 70 years uh, just doesn't really coincide that much with our current situation. It, you know, I highlighted this and I've talked about it with a bunch of clients over the last couple of weeks, but you know, in 1974, you were waiting in gas lines, paying $5 at the pump comparatively. There's how, been times in How this do country. you reconcile sentiment being so much lower? It, well, great financial. I mean, there's been times in this country where life as we knew it really realistically almost changed. Cuban Missile Crisis, the financial crisis. I mean, and, and sentiment is worse now than it was then, and it makes no sense but to it, us. But it is, and that, I think, but that's the point that Morgan Housel so eloquently made is just the, the, the delta, you know, the trajectory of where we're going for a lot of people. It's... And it's partially a result of the siloing of information. And the interesting thing that we've noted in client conversations is, you know, we get to a broad swath of uh, clientele across the political spectrum. And, you know, up until the election two years ago, uh, it was, you know, people left of center that thought the world was going to end and were trying to make irrational, emotionally motivated decisions uh, to their detriment. It's now the opposite. And people to the right of center believe that, uh, we are on the verge of utter collapse and, you know, neither were right. And that's our point is just that we get to sit in the center on the other side of the table and watch two people with opposite political views uh, give us complete opposite assessments of the future just based on the current situation. And neither of them are going to be correct. Uh, the truth is a gradient of the two. And this time is not different. And it's all Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook's fault. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about uh, publicly traded REITs. So first, Josh, describe what a publicly traded REIT is and then contrast it with a non-traded REIT because we want to make it clear. What we want to educate you on now is publicly traded REITs, which is what we have in our client portfolios, versus what so many financial hucksters are selling out there, which is non-publicly traded REITs. A REIT is just a company that owns... What does it stand for? A real Estate Investment Trust. It's a company that either owns, operates, or in some cases finances uh, income-producing real estate. And uh, by law, they have to pay out 90% uh, of their net income in the form of dividends. Uh, you can see REITs in your everyday life, uh, not so much if you're in Central Oregon, but even in downtown Eugene, uh, there's REITs that own several of those very large uh, apartment buildings, or uh, if you're near the University of Oregon, uh, American Campus Housing, you know, there's REITs that own campus housing specifically. Uh, there's REITs that own hospitals. There's REITs that just own mortgages, like I mentioned. Uh, there's REITs that own single-family properties. Uh, if you look up on the top of Ben, there's REITs that own uh, towers. American Tower is a great example. Uh, all they own is cell phone towers, but REITs are pervasive in your daily life. You just may not be paying attention, but uh, those are the publicly traded entities that own the income-producing real estate around you. Then there's a non-traded REITs, which are very expensive, very liquid. They also own real estate, uh, but they do it in a different uh, way that they own it is very differently. And so uh, we, are, we are advocates of publicly traded REITs. We have them as an allocation in our client portfolios. Uh, the other thing is, you know, if you think about REITs, uh, you know, landlords typically over time, maybe not in the state of Oregon, but most parts of the country, they can raise rent over time as inflation ticks higher to offset inflation because, remember, they're having to pay out 90% or their income to shareholders. So the two REITs, I mean, the REIT that we use with clients is the Schwab REIT, S-C-H-H. -H. Uh, the other big one out there is the Vanguard REIT, uh, V-N-Q, V as in Victor, N as in Nancy Q. Uh, the Schwab REIT yields 3.5%. The Va Vanguard yields a little over 3%. Um, you know, they are a good hedge against inflation and typically been a good hedge inflation. If you go back over a 40-year period, they've essentially kept up with, uh, you know, the S&P 500. They've outperformed lots of other uh uh, equity uh, indexes. And so they are sort of a lower beta way to get sort of 
equity-like returns with a yield, uh, and we like them, you know, sort of in terms of on the scale of one to ten from an equity standpoint. They have less volatility traditionally. You know, they are interest rate sensitive, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, but make sure that you're not buying non-traded REITs. Make sure you're buying publicly traded REITs. Usually, in our case, we do it through an ETF, and we think that's the most efficient way to do it. All right. Uh, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short five or six-minute video in the middle of end, end of every month. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just say add me to your e-newsletter list, and we'll get you on the list. When we come back, we're going to ca- tackle a bunch of different stuff, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Since 1889, Oregon Elks Lodges have served communities across our state. From groundbreaking research and therapies at the Oregon Elks Children's Eye Clinic to assisting youth and homeless veterans, Elks members contribute millions of dollars a year to support those in need and to promote a brighter future. Visit OregonElks.org to learn more and find a lodge near you to help us write the next chapter of giving back to communities in Oregon. This message sponsored by the Oregon State Elks Association, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. At Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture... You'll find some of the most trusted brands in the sleep business, like Sealy and Tempur-Pedic. Now your local connection for national brands is expanding to a second location in Redmond. Cascade Mattress Redmond is downtown in the old Sears building on 6th. See them at Bend Factory Stores or their new Redmond location and let them help you find the perfect night's sleep. Smart shoppers start at the Bend Factory Stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Joe Biden is never, ever going to agree to the production of more oil, natural gas, coal, nuclear energy. Never. They are trying to starve the American people. They are throwing sand in the engine of our economy to drive this nation into their ideological grasp. Mark Levin, weekdays at 3, only on FM News 100 at 1110 KBMD. Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. 
and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you uh, want to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least 500000 of investable dollars, give our office a call to get it scheduled, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Uh, so we've talked about this in the past, but I, th- I always think it's worth bringing up every few shows. Um, and I, I, I'm talking to parents and grandparents. Uh, if you have teenagers, this is there's a great book out there. It's a really short read. Uh, it's called How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ. Uh, it's written by a guy named John Lim. It's 64 pages long, and you can download the PDF version of it off the Internet for free. So, again, it's How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ by John Lim, L-I-M is how you spell it, uh, 64 pages long, um, and it talks about compound interest, savings, debt, net worth, budgeting. Uh, it, it's all the important things kids need to know because this country, we in this country, we're financially illiterate. Uh, and, you know, if you can help your kid with financial literacy because they don't teach it in the schools, unfortunately. Some schools do. I think there's a, a class or two at Summit High School where my kids go. But for the most part, high schools and middle schools don't teach financial literacy. Uh, but that can have a huge – having financial literacy can have a huge impact on somebody's whole life. And so it's one of those things that we shouldn't be investing in. So get that book, just download it, print it off, and make your kids read it. Or you can read it in the car on the way to vacation, like the, like Chevy Chase, National Lampoon's Vacation, <laughs> Wally World. Um, this comes from the Wall Street Journal, and this always cracks me up because uh, they say, they talk about uh, econ- economics. Economists uh, were set out to make astrologists look brilliant. Um, the average response by 53 economists in June of 2022 put the chance of a recession in the next 12 months at 44%. That's up from 18% in January of 2022. So, you know, what's funny about economists is they generally uh, talk about things literally as they're happening. They sort of state the obvious, um, which is like, well, what, why do I need you for that? You know, and the funny thing about the, the definition, there's actually no common definition of a recession in the United States. Depending on who you ask, you'll get a couple different answers on the actual official um, what an actual official recession is in the United States. And so it's essentially decided by some wonky people. Uh, the NBER. But, you know, real, realistically, a recession is sort of, you don't need to get statistics to know a recession is happening. You can sort of feel it, right? I mean, when you look across the financial services industry, whether it's analysts at investment banks that, you know, we're in the midst of the avalanche of downward earnings revisions that, uh, anyone with a brain could have predicted um, a month and a half ago. Uh, but, you know, or you look at ratings firms that decide to downgrade bonds after they stop paying coupons and are on the verge of insolvency. But, uh, you know, it, it's all reactive and, it, you know, it doesn't hold a lot of credence. And the fact that they still have jobs despite decades of uh, misinformed forecasting should tell you all you need to know and should reiterate that same fundamental truth that doing nothing is your best course of action. And it feels boring and it isn't, doesn't make it any less painful uh, while it's happening, but it's still the truth. All right. I want to, in the rest of the segment, I want to talk about a couple of things. One is how much uh, you know you're spending. So when you think about budgeting for retirement, um, some ways to figure out how much how you how much you you're spending every year, uh, where you can find that information, and then two, in what order should you be tapping your retirement funds? Because you know it, it, it's that can have a huge impact on your taxes and how much you get after tax and all that sort of stuff. So most of you out there have a uh, a bank account and you have online access and most big bank, even the regional banks have a, a version of where you can see your spending. And so, you know, when you look at, let's say you have a bank of America or us bank or Wells Fargo or, you know, whatever, all the different kind of banks that are out there, Umqua, you can go on in the tabs once you log on to your online bank and you can see on a month by month basis, the different categories where you're spending money. And then you can make it even more granular and you can see, you know, where you're actually 
really spending money, but you can break it into categories. So it can be like food and going out and vacations and you know car services and gasoline, and you can break down all these different things. And your bank does it for you, and you can do it on a month by month basis. And a lot of you have had online banking for long enough that you can go back a couple years or three or four years even and see in case you have some outlier years to get a really good idea about where you've been spending money. And then that helps because it's really hard to to create a retirement plan uh, income wise if you don't know how much you're spending because you can do it on a spreadsheet, but chances are you're not going to be completely honest and you're not going to know exactly what the numbers are. Well, the good news is, is because of technology, you have real data, actual spending, uh, things that you were doing, vacations, all the different things. And you can say, if you have four years worth of data, you can sort of average that and say, you know, maybe a couple years, one year was a huge outlier. One year you didn't spend any money. You just average those four years and it gives you a pretty good idea about what you are spending on a day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year basis. And then that's what you can use for your retirement planning because you know, people come in and they, they try to show us their budget. And then I say, well, what about your gym membership? And what about, you know, when you go on vacation, what about, you know, when, you know, you need to upgrade your car and they, they think, oh, whoops, I, I forgot about all these things. And so it's much, much better to go to your online bank and get the real data of your actual spending. So then the second part of this is, you know, okay, now I'm retired or I'm going to retire and I have, you know, a Roth IRA, I have a traditional IRA, I have a beneficiary IRA, and then I have this taxable account. How do I know which account I should start spending money from? You know, and you might have PERS or you might have Social Security or you might be saying, maybe I'll delay taking Social Security. So, Josh, can you help? You know, and it's not an exact science, but with our clients, we try to help them understand, okay, what are the best places to start taking money from uh, so that, you know, from a tax perspective, I'm doing it in the in the smartest way, but also I make sure that my money lasts as long as I do, and then I'm passing the amount of money I want from the best accounts, those kind of things. Well, I mean, the, the general hierarchy, you know, and of course why we always are talking about using a taxable account as a bridge is especially relevant uh, today. You know, when you... We just got an update that the projected cost of living adjustment for Social Security in 2023 or in 2022 is going to be over 10 percent on top of that 8 percent you get guaranteed every year you wait after 62. But uh, you want to use that taxable account. That's the first place that you're going to raid when you start retiring because it's going to be the most tax efficient. Uh, if you have embedded gains there, at most you're paying capital gains tax, which are going to be significant. On just the gain. On just the gain. So and you're going to have a bunch of principal that you're distributing there too. So your liability is going to be significantly less than if you were pulling from a retirement account. And so... You know, as you age, the trajectory of where you're actually taking money is going to shift and it's going to shift more towards retirement accounts. And for a lot of people out there, if you wait until you're required to take distributions and you use the taxable account early in that uh, sequence of retirement, you're likely going to get to a place where your required distributions actually exceed your income need. And then you're going to be turning off uh, taxable account distributions entirely. And that account will ultimately shift to a place where, you know, your heirs are going to receive it with a step up in basis. So the capital gains are absolved and uh, great situation for them. All right. If you want to take a, if you want to uh, have a question or comment for the show, give us a call 877-670-7117. Or you can always go to our, our website and send us an email, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about using that taxable account that Justice described to delay taking your Social Security benefits. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Summer break, mom's other busy season. Brought to you by Kendall Ford of Bend. It's drop off time. Kid one is on a play date. Kid three is at a volleyball camp. And have fun, honey. Bye. Love you. Kid two is off to gymnastics. Whew. Okay, finally, green lights for Jane's summer break. Time for my summer break in glorious silence. No arguing, no attitudes, no kids all talking at the same time. Kendall Ford knows life is busy, and with more time behind the wheel, you should enjoy the drive. Jane loves these moments where it's just her... Uh, hello? ...and her coffee. I'll take your order when you're ready. All right, coffee. Quad shot vanilla latte, please. With an incredible lineup, Kendall Ford has a perfect Ford SUV for your summer break. Hold up. Is my subconscious narrating a Kendall Ford commercial? Ma'am, I can't hear your subconscious. Kendall. Let's start something great. I need a summer break every day. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Hey there, this is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. I offer you an invite to help us build mountains of canned and non-perishable food items every Sunday, July 17th through August 28th. Here at the Cosmic Depot, we are proud to host Sundays on the Green. When you bring cans of food to donate to Neighbor Impact, you can choose to also participate in the healing and intuitive art services being offered by community members. You may find assistance ranging from tarot to energy healing available at no charge by volunteers uniting to create mountains of food for those in need by offering their time in the spirit of community healing. Come on by Cosmic Depot Sunday and help Neighbor Impact achieve their goal of supporting people and strengthening community with your food donations. Join us at the Cosmic Depot daily at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend and celebrate faith, hope, and charity with us every day. I was 53, divorced, and ready to get back out there. I was unsure about dating sites, but I signed up for Silver Singles and quickly met Lily. Mark and Lily rediscovered the romance they deserve on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Lily's a lover of the great outdoors, like me, and we instantly connected over it. If you're like Mark and want to rediscover that feeling, sign up today at silversingles.com slash romance. That's silversingles.com slash romance. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down to earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice monthly e newsletter. <coughs> Josh, the mission is clear. Whatever that means. Uh, welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. This comes from S&P Global. Uh, so, Josh, remember when oil was trading negative and everybody thought oil stocks were dead and nobody wanted to own anything related to oil? Remember those days? It was the Jim Cramer bottom. And it was never – nobody was ever going to oil, own oil stocks. Well, 13 of the, 
of the top 14 year-to-date performers in the S&P 500 are in the oil and gas business with year-to-date performances ranging from up 25% to up 105%. And so I only bring that up because, you know, I'm not saying you should chase oil and gas here. My point is like, you know, that's why you are diversified because usually the the thing that does the worst then becomes the best. You've heard the dogs of the Dow theory. Um, You know, when somebody says some asset class or, you know, is dead, usually that's the bottom for it. And uh, Jim Cramer is good at calling that out, as Josh mentioned. Well, and the beauty of indexing is that every quarter when they reconstitute the index, the complexion of your portfolio changes along with the index. And so it, you, it reflects the new preference of investors within your portfolio without you even having to do anything. And so, you know, remember back in the good old days in 2021 when Zoom video was worth X, mm. more than ExxonMobil. Well, you know, now ExxonMobil and Chevron are back in the top 15 market cap of, and Berkshire, another huge energy producer I'm in the midst there too. But the point is, is that your portfolio has changed along with it and you didn't have to do anything. And that's why you're always going to be right and why why you're going to win. And uh, that's why active management is impossible uh, over time. And it's, you know, that it becomes more and more difficult the longer you do it because you have to sustainably always be right. And being right for a little while in markets is not really that hard. A lot of people did it last year, but being right two years in a row, it's just like compounding, except always continuing to be ahead of the game and a very, very difficult endeavor indeed. This comes from the Treasury Department. The yield on the 10 year Treasury note doubled on a year-to-date basis after the first six months of 2022, rising from 1.49% at the close of trading at the end of last year to just over 3% uh, now. Over over the last 60 years, from 1962 to 2021, the yield in the 10-year Treasury note has never doubled over an entire year. So I hate, I hate to say uh, this is unprecedented, but it is unprecedented in this case. And then really quickly, before we talk about... Um, using a taxable investment account to delay taking Social Security. I want to mention this again, and this comes from Putnam Investments. Uh, if you are invested in the S&P 500 uh, over a 15-year period from 2006 to the end of 2021, you had a 10.66% annualized total return. So you got 10.66% per year uh, over that period. If you miss just 10 days in that 15-year period, your return goes to 5%, just a little over 5%, so it gets cut in half. If you miss just the 20 days, it goes to 1.59. If you miss just 30 days in a 15-year period, your return goes negative. And I bring this up because a lot of you are thinking about trying to time this market right now. And we know, statistics tell us, that you're going to get it wrong. And if you get it wrong and you miss some of these great days, which generally historically have happened in a bear market, the greatest days usually in markets happen in bear markets, uh, your return is going to become abysmal and you're going to become a statistic. So time in the market rather than timing the market is the key to success. Okay, let's talk about – so one of the, the, the inflation protection strategies that we talk a lot about our clients with uh, and we more and more have been talking about it is delaying taking Social Security so that you get the increases, you know, the annual increases plus the cost of living adjustment. So, Josh, describe – well, first of all, it looks like – uh, the COLA for Social Security is going to be 10.5% next year. Uh, and that goes on top of the 8% you're going to get every year. But Josh, explain to clients the idea of how we tell people to, to – one of the plans they can employ to delay taking Social Security even though they want to retire. Take distributions first and whether you know it's even more advantageous if it's coming from a taxable account because your net after tax is going to be better than if you're taking a big gross distribution from a traditional IRA or 401k. But the, it's even, we get so much pushback on it right now because you know, the inclination is always, well, I don't want to be taking distributions while markets are down. And, you know, provided you're taking them from the right place, uh, you're going to be okay if, if indeed you're actually wholesale selling equities down 20 plus percent to generate your income. Uh, there's going to be, you know, a serious opportunity cost for doing that over time. We can explain that to you more if you want to meet with us. But the idea behind it is be comfortable and embrace that drawdown because you are going to ultimately replace those distributions with a risk-free annuity stream in the form of Social Security. And uh, there is nowhere on earth where you can get an 8% growth in 
uh, a payment stream guaranteed risk-free by the U.S. government uh, on top of a cost of living adjustment. So it's an inflation-adjusted annuity. Uh, it's the best thing that was ever invented. And, of course, we all know that's why the Social Security Trust Fund is getting depleted faster than we could have ever envisioned. But the point is... Uh, embrace the drawdown. Understand that you will be exposed to volatility less later when you're older, when you are going to be more uncomfortable with it anyway, uh, just by understanding that it's okay to take retirement distributions and it's okay to see attrition in your account in the near term, knowing that you're going to replace that with that Social Security money later. So think about it this way. If you, you know, if you can, most people know that you can retire at 62 and start taking Social Security early at 62. And then you can take it any year thereafter up until 70. You can, at 70, it just doesn't go up anymore. But every year you wait past 62, your benefit, your income benefit from the federal government, like Josh said, goes up by 8%. It's not that you're... I mean, eight percent increase in your income is huge. If you if you were to back that into an annuity payment, so uh, every year you wait, that goes up eight percent. The other factor that's on there is not only does the eight percent increase, but the cola, the cost of living adjustment that Social Security applies, is added to that also. So it's like this this increase against inflation on steroids that's that's backed by the full faith and credit of the u.s government which is way better than having to depend on your uh, investment portfolio so let's say at 65 your social security will be twenty two hundred dollars but let's say if you wait to 70 it's thirty five hundred dollars a month for the rest of your life think about that if, if you say okay well i need i need whatever three thousand dollars uh from to live plus whatever else you should be taking that three thousand dollars from your investment portfolio whether it's your ira or your taxable account preferably like josh said your taxable account and then once you get to 70 and turn on social security you're going to have guaranteed income of the amount you need so then your investment portfolio is just gravy then you can use it for the extras then going to europe or whatever it is because then now you have a, a guaranteed income stream that's also going to have cost of living adjustments based on a higher amount because remember if you take it at if you take social security at 65 your and your your, your payments 2500 bucks your cost of living adjustments are based on that amount if you take it at 70 and and you're it's 3500 your cost of living is based on the 3500 so it's 10% on that not 2500 and so that's why we're we're such big advocates of okay we understand you you can't do whatever it is that you're doing for a living uh, anymore it's driving you nuts you you have to retire it's going to kill you whatever we understand that but instead of saying i'm flipping on my social security because the market's making me nervous and the volatility and i can't be taking money from my portfolio so i'm going to turn on that's just a strategy that doesn't make sense because we your investment portfolio can't guarantee you an 8% returning your income. Nobody can. The federal government is offering that to you. So take it. So say, I'm going to flip on. I'm not going to take Social Security. I'm going to retire. I'm going to take more money from my retirement accounts uh, than I otherwise would. And as soon as I get to 70 and I start getting that much higher payment, I'm going to either reduce or turn off the amount of money I'm getting from my retirement accounts. And long term, you've just set yourself up to have more income and a portfolio potentially that you either give more money to your kids or you can have a better retirement because you can go on better vacations or whatever it might be. So it's a strategy that people often overlook, but uh, it can have a huge, huge impact on your retirement. And the other thing that's important to remember, because I talk to our clients about this all the time that are doing this strategy, is you can change your mind at any time. You don't have to wait till 70. You can say, oh, you know what? I'm 68 now. Guess what? I, you still got those increases. I want to do it now because I just feel like now is, you know, whatever, for life expectancy, whatever it might be. So you can change your mind at any time. Uh, it's just a really important strategy we think people are overlooking. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670-7117. You can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we'll do one last segment of emails, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 
easiest way to listen to KBND at home is with the new Amazon Skill. Just add the KBND Skill to your Echo Smart Speaker and say, play KBAN. That's it. Clean, static-free sound, no matter where you are. Use the new KBND Amazon Skill with your Echo or Alexa or Ziggy. It's easy. Play KBAN. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Oregon Army National Guard. Aired by the Oregon Association of Broadcasters and this station. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. We're so ready for summer and we bet you are too so what are you waiting for come on down and shop the summer styles at budget prices there are lots of choices like marisa's maxi and midi summer dresses plus shoes and accessories trade in your gently used teen and young adult fashions for cash at runway fashion exchange and stop by eddie bauer for great looks for your next outdoor adventure smart shoppers start at the ben factory stores south highway 97 because everyone needs an outlet In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Your team is the reason your business thrives. For more than 100 years, SAFE has been the leader in workers' comp, keeping Oregon businesses and their team of workers going strong. Our expert service and innovative safety and health programs help Oregon businesses in every corner of the state. Because we have offices in every region, we can help keep your team coming back to work. SAFE, workers' comp, that really works. Learn more at SAIF.com. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us on this summer weekend here in the great Pacific Northwest. Knock on wood, we haven't had any too many fires uh, yet, but I'm sure we're, fire season is headed our way. Uh, this, comes, this info comes from the Federal Reserve. Inflation as measured by the Consumer Price Index was up 13.3% in 1979, up 12.5% in 1980. The Fed funds rate uh, in 1980 uh, was increased by the Fed to 20% just six months later <laughs> to bring inflation under control. To put that in perspective, inflation was up 9% or sorry, 7% last year. So far, it's on track to be up 9% this year. Uh, but guess where the Fed fund rate is? It's at 1.75%. So something's got to give there, right? I mean, it's, it's so funny. Paul Volcker was the last grown-up we've had uh, running the Federal Reserve. Um, and it's always funny to me when they compare Jerome Powell to Paul Volcker. Like, it, 
that's like that's like comparing like me to like Thor. I mean, it's come on. I'm 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 not Thor. I'm like you know I'm Popeye before he eats his spinach compared to that. I mean, Paul Volcker was the man. Jerome Powell is this withering, blithering idiot. Uh, Josh shared with me this interesting. He's an idiot. Come on. To say that we're behind, to say that we thought inflation was going to be transitory, like just tell the truth, man. Come on. Well, the, as you know, the Arthur Burns Fed in the mid '70s was like going back and forth, dovish, hawkish, kind of like Powell's, the Powell Fed has been. And I would think, and I think the market's wrong about this one, is that the market has this expectation that there's going to be cuts embedded in the second half of 2023 <laughs> already, and I think that. It's probably a wrong expectation. I think they'll keep the Fed funds rate elevated and they'll back off on the quantitative tightening bit and just let it run off the balance sheet rather than outright sell some of those uh, securities that they bought. And that is going to leave, I, I believe, a lot of people wrong-footed and uh, may may bode well for the, those industries that have historically done well in uh, higher-rate environments. So Josh shared me an article from The Guardian, uh, which is a UK-based publication right mm -hmm. um and uh it's a really funny article and i don't mean to dance on these people's graves but it talks about all these people that get together and they sob about the <laughs> cryptocurrency collapse yeah there's like these online it's groups the most that have millennial been millennial gen z thing you can contemplate is a group sobbing session <laughs> but the, the idea to me that like people are surprised by these uh crypto exchanges you know the celsius file for bankruptcy and voyage some of these uh exchanges that people held their crypto on uh have filed for bankruptcy and these people don't have access to their uh crypto which is now down you know 70 80 percent in some cases um the idea that this that they that people are surprised by this is so mind-boggling to me like you know when we talked about crypto when we talked about crypto all along First, the exchanges, you know, they're, th these exchanges weren't Schwab. They weren't Fidelity. They weren't these, like, big institutions run by people that are, are grown-ups that know what they're doing. They were run by doofuses that had no idea how to run businesses. They just had an idea and got and, – and it was, this, you know, part of the market where money was flowing like crazy. And they created these exchanges with no – you know, there's no regulation. There's no oversight. These people didn't know what they were doing, but their money was being thrown at them. And the idea that they're collapsing and people are surprised is always – always always funny to me but like you know crypto when you think about what it is and we talk about this all the time it's supposed to be a medium of exchange it's not being used as a medium of exchange so then what is it everybody wants to have this argument with me and but at the end of the day it's going to get worse and and if you think otherwise you probably believe on december 25th that a, a white man and with a beard comes down your chimney and leaves your kids presents all right let's tackle some email questions on that note uh, John C. and Sun River. I, everybody, I, I, the, re, the regulators don't want us to read your last name on the on the internet. Or I mean, on the radio. That's why we just say your because you know who you are. Hopefully, uh, John says, "My wife and I are going to retire at the end of the year. I'm looking to move our portfolio towards more income generating investments. What do you guys think of preferred stocks with the 10 year Treasury yield just above three percent?" The yields are 6% or so on preferred stocks. Those seem attractive. What am I missing? That's uh, a good question. I'll give him credit. Yeah, and, and you know, we've had back and forth with client com or both listener commentary that have emailed us that we haven't had in the show, you know, extolling the virtues of preferred. Um, you know, we're, we're not yield-centric investors, so it's not a part of the market that we are interested in uh, only because when you look at the performance of preferred stock indices over time, uh, total returns are not very great relative to uh, those that just go and move a little bit down the cap spectrum and go buy the or cap structure and go buy the actual equity and then uh, use a little bit of money to buy some risk reducing fixed income. So it's not, you know, it's not a space of the market that we really like. And, uh, you know, I would caution, uh, pers you know, the preferred landscape is obviously weighted towards the financials of the world. And uh, if you go back and look at history in negative credit oriented uh, markets, preferreds do not hold up very well. And I would argue that this is probably going to be another reiteration of 
uh, what we've seen in recessions of the past. Yeah, I mean, the theory, uh, capital markets theory, the reason for owning preferreds uh, is, is in the event of bankruptcy, they are higher on the uh, payback spectrum. So if you look at in the event of bankruptcy, the, the equity shareholders are usually wiped out. The next level is preferred. And then the, the people on the bond side supposedly are going to get something in the event of bankruptcy. The reality is in the event of bankruptcy, almost everybody gets wiped out. If bondholders get anything, it's usually maybe 15 cents on the dollar. Preferred get wiped out. So the theory, though, is that it's less risky than owning the stock. But I would say to you, okay, uh, let's look at Bank of America. Bank, you know, Like Josh said, financials are big in the preferred space. You know, you can own Bank of America stock where there's no cap on the upside. The thing can go up indefinitely. Uh, there's the preferred shares, which, you know, there's kind of a cap on the upside. Your mostly return is generated from the yield. Um, and then there's the bonds, which, uh, you know, it's contractually obligated to return based on uh, the bonds yield. Um, you know, if if my upside is a lot more in the stock, but my risk is the same as in the preferred, don't I want to own the stock? Uh, the other thing is when you look at these things in, in big market corrections, they do just as bad as the equity. So why not just own the equity with, with more upside? Generally in a market, if you're chasing yield as your as as big big part of your return, you're taking probably more risk than you're comfortable the, with. The it. rebuttal is always, but all I care about is the income that I'm living off of. And I would say, no, that's not actually true. Like what you care about is how much money you end up at the end of a market cycle with. Yeah, because if your six or if your million dollar portfolio and preferreds goes to six hundred thousand, but your income's the same you know, that's not, a, you're not going to have purchasing power protection. It's, it's like time. owning AT&T over the last 20 years and clipping your four and a half percent coupon and having the same amount of money that you had 20 years ago. All right. That's our show this week. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with, that, with us. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. been listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show, Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit financialfocusradio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance, and if necessary, seek professional advice.